Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is off to the nation's capital today. They're scheduling to hold a news conference with President Biden following a meeting today at the White House. CBS's Scott McFarlane with more on what we can expect from that conversation. Scott, good morning. I imagine aid for the war in Ukraine is probably agenda item number one for that meeting, right? It is, in part because... Congress is just gridlocked and frozen in place on how and what to give Ukraine in aid. Nearly two years into this war and Congress's appetite for throwing more money into Ukraine aid packages is dwindling. There are dozens of House Republicans who say they simply won't approve more money for Ukraine. And there are Senate Republicans insisting that if they're going to approve Ukraine aid, they need new border security immigration law here at home as part of that package at a minimum. Getting through border law takes an awful lot of time, time in which that money will be frozen. Absolutely. Now, over the past two years, do we have a rough estimate as to how much the U.S. has given Ukraine to help it with its war? You can measure it in tens of billions of dollars, and that's one of the things Republicans uh, have, have really focused on, that these checks are enormous and that the money, <laughs> according to some Republicans, is vulnerable to waste, fraud, and abuse. So they want to... <laughs> They want to cut back on the spending. Democrats, including the White House, are saying you're leaving Ukraine in a uniquely vulnerable position by not supporting the war effort, leaving the rest of Europe and NATO countries vulnerable to Putin, too. Right on. And I'm sure this is coming in conjunction with a debate over funding for the Israel-Hamas war as well. Are those two connected in any sort of funding efforts on Capitol Hill at this time? Hey, the president's trying to connect them, trying to put one big emergency pot of money to help the war effort for Israel, to help the war effort for Ukraine, and to pay for support for Taiwan and for border security. The White House wants to do this all in one lump. Republicans in Congress aren't having that. They want to have this in an a la carte fashion, but they do one at a time. The Israel money was approved by House Republicans, but they insist on cuts to the IRS to help pay for Israel, which Democrats say is illogical, because if you cut the IRS, you end up costing the U.S. money and inflaming the deficit. That's a non-starter in the Senate, but that money's paralyzed, too. And none of this is coming in a vacuum. U.S. Congress is about to go on a holiday recess with none of this taken care of. Oh, boy. Curious to know, what what cuts are they looking to make to the IRS in part of their negotiations there? Staffing. They want to stop the hiring of more IRS employees. Biden administration and Congress passed legislation to fund the IRS because of horrible backlogs that exist every tax day, and an understaffed, under-equipped IRS. They want to invest more money into the IRS to solve those problems, make life a little easier for taxpayers, and, by the way, to collect taxes that need to be uh, collected to pay down the debt. That's unpopular with Republicans who think the IRS is not an agency you want to grow. That's not popular with constituents. But this is is kind of an age-old issue, but this is where they're fighting when it comes to funding Israel and that is tying things up. Oh, boy. All right. And in regards to a previous statement that you made uh, regarding the Ukraine funding, part of that was gridlocked along with uh, border supplements in that same package. What's and I know you said that takes a very long time to sort of work out. But what specifically about border security are House Republicans really honing in on for funding? House Republicans want to continue, resume construction of a border wall. They want to hire hundreds, if not thousands, more border agents, and limit what the White House, what the president can do in terms of granting asylum to those seeking asylum in America. Those are all controversial provisions. The border wall, Democrats say, is a 13th century solution to a 21st century problem. They don't mind the hiring of border agents. They don't 
just don't think that's going to be a silver bullet to stopping any type of border crisis. And they certainly don't want to limit the White House's ability to grant asylum because they say that may help mitigate some of the unlawful crossings. So they're really at loggerheads, and that's the fundamental pernicious issue. If you have to solve and pass new border security immigration legislation to fund Ukraine, you're going to measure that time frame likely in months, not in days or weeks. There we go. And that goes into my next question. In your opinion, how long do you think this will take uh, post the holiday recess? But you just said it's it's going to take a couple of months. We're thinking maybe summer of next year, spring. In the best of times, in a freewheeling, fast-moving Congress, immigration takes months, if not years, to come to solutions on. This ain't the best of times. No. This is a narrow majority House and Senate. This is a gridlocked, polarized, perniciously um, vitriolic Congress. They don't move fast on anything. That's why we have near government shutdowns every few months. Just seems like they're not going to get this done by the end of the month, which is what the White House says they need for funding Ukraine. There we go. And as we've seen play out in person over the last few months, things are going to take a while. CBS's Scott McFarland joining us from Capitol Hill. Scott, thank you so much. Thank you.